Hello, I'm Sean Panikar, and I'm playing the role of Gandhi in L.A. Opera's production of Satyagraha. Though Mohandas K. Gandhi is generally associated with the history of India, Satyagraha focuses on the years he spent in South Africa from 1893 to 1914. The opera unfolds thematically rather than chronologically, depicting the development of Gandhi's philosophy of Satyagraha, truth force, which guided his concept of political struggle through active, loving, nonviolent resistance. Each act is dedicated to a guardian spirit, a historical figure representing the past, present, and future of Satyagraha thought. The opera is sung in Sanskrit without supertitles. Here is a scene-by-scene -scene description of the opera. In Act One, the Russian novelist Leo Tolstoy, a proponent of nonviolent protest, is guardian spirit. We begin with the prelude set in 1893. In the prelude, we find Gandhi, recently arrived in South Africa moments after he has been thrown from the white people's compartment of a train because of his darker skin. He picks himself up, gathers his belongings, and prepares for a new life of struggle. The first scene is set in the Kuru Field of Justice. The story opens with a scene depicting the mythic setting of the Bhagavad Gita, the Hindu sacred text central to Gandhi's worldview. With his army poised to attack on a field of battle, the valiant Prince Arjuna has second thoughts about the ethics of war. The driver of his chariot is revealed to be an incarnation of the god Krishna, who expounds upon the ethics of war, faith, and moral duty. Gandhi narrates this story. He is joined in mid-narration by Arjuna himself, then by Krishna, who offers Gandhi a central ethical principle. Maintain equanimity with respect to the material aspects of experience, but brace yourself for the fight. The second scene moves from the mythic plain to the historical settlement established in 1910 outside Johannesburg by Gandhi and his associate Hermann Kallenbach. Here, Gandhi gathers his followers, known as satyagrahis, to enact the principles of their movement in daily life. They build, weave, cook, and live in a spirit of self-reliance. Gandhi stresses the need for both theory and practice, the daily enactment of one's beliefs. His wife, Kasturbai, his secretary, Miss Schlesen, and a third follower, Mrs. Naidu, sing of the dignity of honest work, while Kallenbach emphasizes the importance of work free from greed, desire, or concern about failure. In the third scene, called The Vow, we jump back in time to September 1906. The community of Indians living in South Africa gather under Gandhi's leadership to resist the Black Act, a law requiring that they carry registration papers at all times or face fines, prison, and deportation. Thousands, gathered at a public meeting, swear a solemn vow that they will refuse to register, even at the risk of death. Parsi Rustomji, a satyagrahi, sings to the assembled crowd about the need to overcome doubt with spiritual wisdom despite the suffering that may be involved. As people raise their hands to affirm their vows, the chorus stresses the importance of sacrifice in a meaningful life. In Act Two, the Indian poet and activist Rabindranath Tagore, whose work in support of popular self-reliance was contemporary with Gandhi's, serves as guardian spirit. The first scene of Act Two takes us still farther back in time, to 1896. Gandhi has returned to South Africa from a visit home to India. Already well known, he is the target of anti-Indian resentment. A threatening crowd gathers to chase him as he moves from his ship into the port town. The wife of the police superintendent, Mrs. Alexander, comes to his protection and escorts him to safety. Mrs. Alexander sings verses describing cruel, witless, devilish folk, maddened by pride and hypocrisy. 
The chorus responds with a song of pride, pleasure, greed, and murder. Scene 2 is set in 1906, the year of the Black Act, and depicts the editing and publication of the newspaper Indian Opinion. Kallenbach and Miss Schlesen sing verses about the need to work for the welfare of others. Casterby, Mrs. Naidu, and Parsi Rustomji cite verses explaining that God himself is the model for such labor, needing nothing himself but working to inspire human labor and thereby maintaining his creation. Scene 3 takes place two years later, after the struggle against the Black Act has escalated. The government has proposed that the act will be repealed if Indians register voluntarily. The community has agreed, but the government has gone back on its word and begins enforcing the act. On August 16, 1908, Gandhi leads a crowd of 3,000 in burning their registration documents in protest. The scene is highlighted by Gandhi's prayer, in which he reflects on Lord Krishna's opposition to hatred and his love for the righteous. For the final act and scene, Martin Luther King Jr., the U.S. civil rights leader who took inspiration from Gandhi and the idea of Satyagraha, is guardian spirit. The scene and act take place in 1913, on the night before the largest demonstration Gandhi led in South Africa, a cross-country march toward Tolstoy Farm, protesting against a new tax on Indian residents. 5,000 have gathered to begin the trek. Casterby and Mrs. Naidu pass the night before the march singing verses comparing self-restraint and serenity to the virtue of wakefulness. Then Gandhi reflects on the Lord's eternal return, his many rebirths, each in an era when the world needs him to fight evil and restore righteousness. As the opera concludes across the stage and across the span of time, Martin Luther King Jr. silently delivers his I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. This audio is based on material originally created by the Metropolitan Opera, and we thank them for allowing us to use it. We thank you for listening and look forward to seeing you at Satyagraha. Yeah.